even begin to capture it. Hello and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles fearless records, Punk Goes Ellipses series, to determine the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah. Time to sit back and crack open a can of something refreshing. There we go. Yeah. I know I've done that bit before, but it never gets old. It's been about a year, so... Yeah, look. You know, once a year. <laughs> <laughs> I have definitely become that person who tells the same story more than once, even though I'm well aware of it. So you're my dad then? Yeah. I, I see the appeal in it. I... Fuck it. It's a good story. I'm telling it. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, like, the one story that my dad tells you. No, no. <laughs> no, that's not a good story. Well, I think it's nice that he likes to talk. talk. Talks to, yeah. Yes. Um, we are sitting at a weird angle because I couldn't be bothered moving the chair. I couldn't be bothered moving our cat's scratching thing. So um, we're at an angle now where it might pick up both of our audios. My voice might pick up on Emma's microphone and vice versa. But Should I move? No. Nah. Yeah, yeah, it'll right. be fine. Look, it might be a little bit echoey, but it probably won't be. So, well, there you go. That also means that I couldn't pull one over on you with uh, the intro this week. You saw when it started recording. I did. Although you know every time that I do it anyway. So, yes, <laughs> I am not sneaky with it. No, no, <laughs> but that is okay. Because you can tell because I. Go a little bit quiet because I'm obviously thinking about what I'm going to say as it turns on. Yes. Yeah. What are we doing this week? We are recording a podcast, Samuel. Oh. And that podcast is about Need You Now by Lady A, as covered by Sparks the Rescue for Punk Goes Pop 3. The reason why I've gone really quiet is because I have no comeback to what you just said. That's fine. Yep. (laughs) Cool. Well, I guess we should just get into Lady A. Yeah. Yeah. For me it happens all the time. It's a quarter after one. like to take the notes absolutely so lady a formerly known as lady antebellum formed in 2006 and according to sam's notes they formed in narville tennessee (laughs) which is perfect for us oh yeah or yeah narville (laughs) i would gladly live in narville um known to locals as nashville though i believe yes (laughs) Uh, the band consists of Hilary Scott on lead vocals, Charles Kelly on lead vocals and guitar. So that's Charlie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, wild card. And Dave Haywood on piano, mandolin, and also guitar. Yeah, mandolin. Got the, got that mando going. So that, is there any percussion in their actual lineup, or do they just have a session drummer? I think they just use session people. <sighs> 
I don't know why it bugs me, but that bugs me. I mean, it's like if you're going to call yourselves a musical outfit, you need to have the bare bones of that outfit. Yes and no. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, the like you know drummers for like I don't know Taylor Swift gets mentioned in the in the booklet, but yeah, but she's not a band. Yeah, I mean. When the grindcore band Pig Destroyer started out, they just used a drum machine. So do you, do you count that? Do you classify? Well, they would have had someone operating the drum machine. Not, no, actually not a drum machine. It was just pre-recorded drums. Ah. So it was, just, it was literally just like a machine <laughs> with pre-recorded drums for each song. Well, shit. Anyway. Uh... Actually, no, I take that back. It was bass. Sorry, because I was watching a documentary and they were like, yeah, like two records in, we were like, maybe we should get a bassist. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. There For my theory that any band that calls themselves a band or a musical group needs... To involve the drums. Yeah, unless or... they're a, an acapella or like vocal group. And if you're in an acapella or vocal group, you can just get out right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... In 2020, and I imagine this is probably the first thing that people thought of when we mentioned we were covering Lady A this week. Yep, we weren't going to get away from this one. No. The band came under fire, rightfully so, due Uh to their previous name, Lady Antebellum. Uh, The backlash occurred during the George Floyd Black Lives Matter protests last year. So the former band name was associated with slavery and the Antebellum South a period in Southern American history that took place between the 18th century and the beginning of the American Civil War. Uh, This period was marked by the economic growth of the region, which was largely due to slavery. Yep. Uh, The band would once again put their foots firmly in their mouths when they shortened their name to Lady A. The name change caused a dispute with gospel singer Anita White, who has been using the name Lady A for more than 20 years. I believe she's a woman of colour as well. Yep. So it's just like, well, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, So, yeah, not a good look overall. Um, And they're still just Lady A as well. So, like, they haven't haven't just gone, okay, we'll just give ourselves a new name then. This is a band that only changed their tune when it was kind of critical to them in terms of their success. And they have not learned, so... Well, I mean, we'll get into where the name came from as well, and that's fucked. (laughs) Yeah, so more specifically, I'll get into it now, why not? Yeah. The name comes from when the trio did a photo shoot in period costumes at antebellum houses. So, plantations. Fuck. It would be like going to one of the camps where... The stolen generation were taken to and dressing up in period clothing and being like, hey, let's call our band the Stolen Generation. Yep. And then just being like, actually, no, let's call it Stolen or something. But like, uh, if you don't know what the Stolen Generation is, that is a that is a huge... Very dark chapter that is somewhat ongoing in, in our nation's history. Yes. yes. So, fuck everything, basically. <laughs> um, anyway... So, Lady A formed when Hilary Scott noticed Charles Kelly on MySpace. He and Dave Haywood invited her to perform with them. Uh, Before then, or maybe after, I don't know, Hilary was rejected from auditions for American Idol twice, not even making it past the first round. Um, To think if she'd won and gotten a a Simon Cowell contract, there would probably be no Lady, Lady Antebellum slash Lady A, so... Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, shall I take the song? Do you want to take it? I'll take the song. All right. So the song is the lead single and the title track to the 2009 album of the same name, so Need You Now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the song was written by the band and co-written by Josh Keir, whose songwriting credits include Some Hearts by Carrie Underwood, Take the Weather With You by Jimmy Buffett, and Someone to Watch Over Me by Susan Boyle. The song is about a person phoning up someone else late at night in hopes for companionship. So is it a booty call song? Is it a booty call or is it like I'm I'm drunk and and I've now worked up the courage to to speak to you because I miss you? I mean, the Venn diagram between booty call and more than a booty call. There's probably some crossover there. Yeah, there's there's some some line in between. Yeah. So the song reached number twenty-seven on the Aria charts, number one in Canada mm-hmm. and Israel, mm-hmm. number five in New Zealand, number fifteen in the UK, and number one on the US Hot Country Songs charts. Yes, and bear with me. I saw a little tidbit on Wikipedia. The uh, what's the word? Source of all knowledge. The the gift that keeps on giving. So the. So won four Grammy Awards in 2011, including Song of the Year and Record of the Year, and was the only, or is, the only country song to win both honours since Not Ready to Make Nice by the Dixie Chicks when they won it in 2006. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting because the... Well, oh shit, there's another one where they changed their name. So the chicks, I should say. Yeah. Pardon me. But they did it they did it the right way. They did. They they did it before there was like, oh hey, maybe you should change your name. Mm. And also they just changed their name to the chicks because they're females. Yes. Yes. Um It's not like birds are gonna go, hey, hang on a sec. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like not ready to make nice, I think that was possibly the chicks' first single after they somewhat recovered from the backlash they had in the Bush era. Oh, yeah. Because the, the, yeah. they basically said, fuck George Bush, and Nashville just went, fuck off and die, yeah. basically. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. I mean, good on I, them. Good on the chicks. I know. Yeah. But, my God. Anyway. So, what? I guess I guess let's lead into... Uh, we don't really talk about awards enough, I feel like, for some of these bigger songs, but it also is just more writing. <laughs> True. But I guess with thoughts on the song, like, the best song in 2011, like, I'm not saying this because of the whole ignorance of the name and then the change and then the sticking to to Lady A, that that sort of stuff, but it's just a, it's just a really, not average in bad, just average in, it's just boring. I, I think it's kind of a boring song. Like, it's just... Like, 2011, like, wasn't that when, like, Gautier had somebody that I used to know? Wasn't that 2011? Uh... Like, thinking of other songs that came out that year, it's like, I had only heard this song for the first time doing this, which isn't... Really? It doesn't mean too much. See, that's interesting, because to me, because it was released... So technically released 2009, but then it obviously gained traction. Uh, oh, okay. So it was released in 2010 in the UK and Europe, so it was a yep. debut single over there. So I imagine that's when it filtered through to us. 
Because I definitely remember this song being on relatively high rotation back when I was working, like, early morning shifts at the bakery. Yeah. So I just associate it with, like, sleepy sort of country town mornings kind of thing. And in that Mm. context, it makes perfect sense to me why it was as big as it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um... For just set, for how big of a song it seemed to have been, it just like it's not like it's like a, a song that I, that my ears just hurt listening to it. It just yeah, it just does nothing for me. I think it's sort of I could be wrong, but I think it's within the context of it being a country song and just the amount of crossover it had to pop as well. Like, a lot of the stuff that I'm just skimming through on Wikipedia, like, for instance, April 2017, 2011, the song became the ninth most downloaded song in history, moving five million copies and surpassing Taylor Swift's love story as the most downloaded country song in history. And it has since sold over six million copies in the US. Like, I guess when an artist breaks out of the Nashville mould into country pop and then into just pop, I guess. Like, they really seem to skyrocket for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what their their trajectory has been like since this. Um, no. I don't know whether they've still... Whether they still classify themselves as a country group or if they're now more of a pop group. Because 2011, Taylor Swift was still essentially, like, quote-unquote country at that point, wasn't she? Or she's yeah. breaking away. Yeah. She was... Because... Uh, uh, so 2011 would have been... Oh, man, I should know this. I feel like... Is that Red? I think Red was still to come, maybe? Hang on. Red. Bear with me. Yeah, I don't... I I mean, this is just... Yeah, so, sorry. Taylor, uh, Red was released in 2012. 2012, okay. But again, that was sort of just as she was dipping her toes into pop as opposed yeah. to straight country. Yeah, because, like... Yeah, some of the some of the hits on that were, I guess, more leaning towards pop than country. Yeah, and then from there, it sort of just went. Yeah, um, but yeah, I don't know what what the group has done, and look, I probably should have researched that, but I also <laughs> just didn't care to because it's just this is just this is like vanilla white person music. Like, I yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it's not. Like, I know it's country, and you can you can hear the southern voice, like the southern the southern accent in their voice. So I guess that that lends to the the you know country element to it. But I don't know. I, I think if it's going to be country, like I kind of want it to have that real twang to it, or just be Johnny Cash. Mm. Um, like yeah, just that really sort of twangy. That twangy country singer voice. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not the. I'm not the expert on this genre of music, but yeah, it's just. It's just very. It's just very white person music. Like the the female lead singer looks like someone's tried to draw Fergie from memory, and they've not quite gotten it right. That's not very nice. The the male looks like he's been. You know, he was the reject of like a. Monster Energy sponsored, you know, bro metal band like Five Finger Death Punch or Sonic Syndicate or something. Look, I know that we 
have ragged on bands before, but this is starting to sound very personal. <laughs> like, they're not going to listen to this, though. <laughs> no, but still. I don't know. I... <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I guess I'm just not, <laughs> not the greatest mood about this. I noticed. Yeah. What do you think about it? I've I've been talking a lot. What do you think about it? I, like... I'm fully aware that it is just a very cut and dried, basic sort of pop song, but I still really like it. Okay. Like, the songwriting is pedestrian, I guess, but it also, like, I think the reason why it cut through is just because it's so simple. Like, immediately, just the mm. dun 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 dun, like... Yeah, four, four four chords like it's, yeah it's like, very simple yeah and it's just very sweet like i remember even yeah like back when this was on the radio and like hearing it and look there'd be days where i'd be like ugh, like here we go but even then when i was sort of less open to just listening to everything i still understood that it was a well-crafted song yeah I think it speaks volumes that this is Lady A's only, arguably only, song that really took off. Yeah, and I mean, you don't know, we don't know what they, like, how successful they've been in, like, the Nashville scene, like, the country scene. They could be, they probably are wildly successful in that scene, and it's one of those things, like, you probably only need to stay there to, you know, be rich for the rest of your life, but... Yeah. yeah, it broke out of that. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, it's just very simple, and the lyrics are very sweet, and, yeah. I do I do appreciate the lyrics, because, yeah, as we were discussing before, it's either, it you know, it could either be, a, like, a booty call, or it could be, it could be, a you know, the case of, you know, Maybe the relationship is broken up, but maybe it's not entirely over. And and it is that moment where you just, you desperately miss this person and you just, you have to be with them at that moment. Yeah. And you don't care how late it is, how drunk you are, you just need them at that moment. Yes. I do, I do appreciate that. And I, I, look, I, I like love. This bodes well for me. It does. Yeah. (laughs) play your cards right i might even love love well love love um look i feel like we're talking around in circles at this point i think we've established that i enjoy the song and you do not enjoy the song last week's episode was nearly two hours so this one can be short if need be (laughs) yeah this one can be like a not like a palate cleanser because that would insinuate that like we want you to forget the last episode even though that was easily one of our best episodes Thank you again um, to Sadie Hawkins. Yes, Bond. we had such a wonderful time. Um, but yeah, this can just be like a little amuse-bouche for next week, which will probably be back to our standard Yeah, talking forever about nonsense. I mean, I can talk forever. Not usually in like a line, it's usually in circles. And you end up by insulting people's faces. Look... I'm not saying they're bad-looking people. It's just, like, they're just very white-looking people. I'm a Sorry. very Yeah, I'm a very white-looking person myself. Mm. Yeah. 
On that note, let's talk about Sparks the Rescue. Perfect memories scattered all around the floor. Sparks the Rescue formed in 2005 from Portland, Maine. Oh no, there's a Portland, Oregon as well, so it must be a Portland, Oregon and a Portland, Maine. Would you like me to fact check for you? Well, that's where it said they were from on Wikipedia. Yes, So, but um, remember all the times in high school when they were like, and you can't use Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, um, so if they are in Maine, they might be friends with Stephen King. Yes, the there author. is a city called Portland in Maine. Cool. They formed when three high school bands, mm-hmm. Poser with a Z, Sick. Short of April, and Two Girls Later formed into one. Hang on. So there were three bands. So there was Poser, there was Short of April. Short of April. And? Two Girls Later. Ooh. And I don't much... love that last band name. Yep. No. And I'm assuming short of April, which I'm assuming April is a girl as well. Uh, I don't know. I could see that one being something to do with seasons. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So, I don't know why I wrote details about Poser, but Poser formed in 99, losing many Battle of the Bands contests. Oh, that's right. Before they recruited Patrick O'Connell on guitar and vocals and Marty McMorrow on synths and vocals. They would change their name to Sparks the Rescue. In 2006, they would bring on Alex Roy as main vocalist. In 2013, the band went on the D-Tour with (laughs) opening band Kingsfoil, which features Frankie Muniz on drums. That is so sick. You're not the boss of me now. I have a soft spot for Frankie Muniz. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. He he got in and got out. Like, he got in, got his money, got out. Yeah. And I think by the time... Yeah, it was like something like he made like $40 million from Malcolm in the Middle by the end of it. I remember, like, someone slagged him off on Twitter and he was just like, yeah, like, how do you feel, like, working oh, yeah. 9 to 5? Like... It was something like, I got to... I got to retire at the age of 20. <laughs> Good luck... Good luck living in your mum's basement or something. Oh, so good. <laughs> so it was just like, yeah, is he wrong? <laughs> what? Who cares what, what Frankie Muniz is doing? Like, why slag on him? What has he done? Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate him. So the band's future appears up in the air. They perform cover shows at colleges and casinos, but they haven't but there haven't been any releases since twenty seventeen and I wrong the I wrote the wrong there. That's alright. Yeah. I'll forgive you. Thank you. 
So, mm. what do you think of this cover? Uh, I like the way that they've interpreted it. Like, mm. It's a clever rendition. Yeah. Because it would have been very easy to stick with the ba 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 and yeah. just do a very straightforward cover. But instead, like it opens with very sort of almost like angels and wet airwaves yeah. and sort of like sputtering but like very sort of like rolling kind of yeah like sort of glittery guitars yeah and then yeah it's just it's an interesting take on it talking about angels and airwaves uh the lead singer of the band does have a peculiar way to pronounce words i was about to say the only thing that sort of grinds my gears about it is just the enunciation um, so um the opening line Picture perfect memories. The way that he pronounces it, it turns into a rude word in my mind. Yeah. Can you can you picture what that word is? Look, it, within that context, I also have picture perfect memories and memories. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of those things that I definitely really appreciate about pop punk, though. Is just like. When you get a singer like that, and you can kind of... Like, you have fun, and you kind of, like, make fun of the voice, but in a, like, a loving way. That's the thing, is, like, I feel mean saying grinds my gears because I also have a somewhat, like, affectionate view towards it. Because it's just, like... What is the what is the song that we duet at karaoke every time? I miss you. I miss you. And what part do you take? Tom. The Tom part. And that, like, I don't know why you're trying to make this a gotcha moment. Oh, no, like, I'm not I trying thoroughly to. thoroughly admit that I love a good yad. Yeah. <laughs> a good what? Head. <laughs> no, not within that context. No, but just, I'd never heard of it as yad. Yeah. Voice inside my yad. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I do enjoy the uh, pronunciations of different words. It's very this... overwrought, but yeah, yeah, I can give it a pass because the cover is so well done. I like the the drum beat during the chorus. Of... Well, hang on, I, I don't know how to do it. But like, it, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it... you can put in a clip here. Just well, like... I'll be putting in the clip anyway, but yeah. 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 But it's just like, it doesn't speed up or anything. It keeps it at the same tempo, but it just... Yeah, it, ha- it adds like a spaciness to it almost. Yeah. And a spiciness, I guess. But... <laughs> I think, yeah, like, I think that's the quality that jumped out the most is just that it does feel quite vast. Mm. And, yeah, it gives me that same sort of feeling as when I first listened to We Don't Need to Whisper by Angels and Airwaves and just being like... Yeah. Like galaxy brain moment. I... Did listen to a bit of their stuff prior to this episode as well, and they I enjoyed it. They definitely sound radio ready. Yeah. Not not radio friendly, radio ready. Like they will release pop punk albums until one gets slightly popular and then they're an indie band. Yeah, or they're, that's they're, an, true. they're an alternative band, the next album. Yeah. Yeah. Like Mayday Parade. Yeah. I think I'm with you on that. I guess I also take a very cynical point of view of like, like I really enjoy this, but I also feel like 
it's such a saturated market already, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. Like, it doesn't surprise me that they've been somewhat dormant. And it's not like, because they're shit, it's just because... Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, at the moment, like, music can simultaneously be, like, a really saturated market, but then also, like, yeah. I I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, it's kind of hard. Like, unless you're Blink-182 or Good Charlotte, like... Yeah. You probably won't be able to sustain, you know, this sort of music into your 40s. No. Or, in Mark Hoppus's case, into your 70s. (laughs) So, you know... You know, it, it it doesn't doesn't surprise me when bands like this you know do break up or go on hiatus or something because they have to get regular jobs. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of old musicians, Travis Barker has launched a wellness brand. Is that like supplements and? So it's literally just like CBD oil. <laughs> Wait, what's CBD oil? Is that cannabis? It's. I want to say cannabinoid or like like it's something to do with... Does it get you high? No, it's THC free. So, ah! I thought the THC was in the... was the same stuff as cigarettes. I thought that was... Oh, no, wait. So it's the Barker Wellness Company. Uh, Premium quality and ethically made... Ah, crap. I just navigated to the... (laughs) You just bought some, didn't you? Yeah, oh no, I just became a shareholder. Um, where are we? Shareholder in the Barker Wellness Company, shareholder in friggin' To The Stars. I know, I wish. We are a wellness company focused on empowering you to live each day at your best. Our founder's gruelling schedule as a professional musician led him to examine every aspect of his health, uncovering cannabinoids' unique ability to nurture both the body and the mind. We strive to share those healing properties through our line of premium THC-free cannabinoid-infused products. It's our mission to help you reach your goals by providing you with the highest quality products. We place great value in being an all-natural, vegan, and cruelty-free company. Whether you're a drummer, a marathon runner, a full-time parent, have a generally active lifestyle, or could simply use a hand with life's little pain points, we exist to help you show up at your best. And we'll also give you spaghetti arms. (laughs) Oh man, so there's a link for partner with us, but then it's the only link available as wholesale sign-up. I was going to say, like, fucking yes, let's start advertising Barker Wellness Company. We should do an episode where we just look at, like, the weird, like, not the clothing lines, but, like, the weird extra products that the Blink boys have uh, signed themselves up for. I would love to do that. Matt Skeber, it's about, you know, ghost hunting or something. And I'd, I'd go on a Matt Skeber ghost hunting trip. Yeah, ghost hunting tour. I don't know. He's an interesting fellow. And that's about all I have to say about I, that. I feel like he would um he would definitely fake it though. I feel like there would be it would be like an episode of Scooby Doo, like the ghosts would be sheets on, you know, strings or something. And <laughs> yeah. He, and like he would just be like going, Ooh <laughs> making making ghost noises. Like it's like it's an alkaline trio song. I would actually pay to see that. <laughs> anyway, this isn't a free advertisement. Travis, if you're listening, you need to give us more money. You need to give us any kind of money and we will gladly advertise your TH 
sea-free cannabinoid products and, and Tom, tinctures. And Tom, if you're listening, where are you? Exactly. And we will also advertise to the stars. <laughs> and we're so sorry. Give us that alien money. <laughs> Does Mark have any, like... Uh, well, he just says, hi, my name is Mark, I guess. What's that? Well, it was, like, a bit of everything. Like, merchandise. Oh, okay. The podcast. Like, that's sort of his brand. He has a podcast? At least he did. I think he still does. At the moment, he does a spot on... Shit. I think it's, like, Apple Radio or something. Like, he has, like, a digital radio program. And, of course, it's Apple. I think it is. I could be wrong. Um... Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. This has been... Yeah, it's been... Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think of a snappy name for this section. Um... Uh... Nah. Um... That's fine. If yeah. you think of one, then you can just dub it in. <laughs> <laughs> just come in later on, like, consumerism 152. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... If you have followed our podcast from the start, you might, you know, understand that we don't really take to the, 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 you know, just girls with guitars as acoustic covers, but we did find one. Just anyone with guitars. Yeah, but it's, it's, yeah, mostly girls. Okay. Continue. (laughs) Um, but we did find for the CMT awards. So as opposed to the CBD awards. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, cannabinoid free CMT awards. Uh, Darius Rucker and Adele mm. did this. They sure did. When I was looking into this, and I was looking at other covers, and I, I turned to you and I was like, "Who's Darius Rucker?" And you, like, I don't know. And then it was like the next day I remembered that he was the singer for Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> oh, I want to be with you. Hootie and the Blowfish rule. I only know that song. I think I only know it too, but it's enough. And I, I think they had a slow song. They probably did. I mean, that song's pretty slow. Yeah, I feel like they had another slow song though. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually like this version. It gives it more weight. Yeah, I would say. and yeah, it just it's. And I I think the Lady A singers are fine. I don't think, I don't think they're amazing. Like when when you consider that. You know, they were running in the same scene as Taylor Swift at the same time. Yeah. And, like, her voice... Her voice is incomparable to the lady... Hilary Scott. Mm. Like, Hilary Scott doesn't really hold a candle to Taylor Swift, in my opinion. Right. Like, I think she's fine, but, like, 
She's just sort of that. She's fine. Which is better than I am. I'm crap. So, but it's just, yeah, Adele gives it more soul. Yeah. It's, their cover serves a different purpose and sort of gives, like, the song is still the same in terms of sentiment, meaning, that kind of thing. But, yeah, it offers up a different facet of the song that Mm. we don't see in the very Nashville version. Like, the cover that Darius or Darius, maybe, I'm not sure, and Adele do, it's very straight down the middle. Like, it sticks very consistently to the original, but given their respective backgrounds and their musical styles, it still winds up becoming, like, an individual cover of its own. Yeah, and, and yeah, as you've... You know, put it all together very nicely. I, I do. I think this is a better version. And again, it's not because of their, you know, controversial name. It's just that doesn't help. <laughs> does it? No, it doesn't help. Does not do them any favors whatsoever. No, but it's still like, yeah. I don't know. I I would rate this version over the original. That's my two cents. On that note. H-Y or Y-N? Uh, I'm going to give the original a yeah, nah, Bill. Yep, sick. And I'm going to give the cover a hell yeah. Cool. I am going to give all of them a hell yeah, even Adele. Oh yeah, and I give Adele a hell yeah as well. Adele and Darius. Yes. They, they deserve it. They do deserve it. So next week... Mm-hmm. We are. This, it's drastically different to this. <laughs> Next week we are looking at War Ensemble by the fun thrash metal band Slayer, mm-hmm. as covered by Bigwig, all one word, for Punk Goes Metal. It's been a while since we've gone metal, so yeah, it's going to be met- met- mental, mental. <laughs> it's trying to do it British where you don't pronounce the T's. Gonna be metal. Metal. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, hit us up on Twitter at punkgoespod, or one word, or at Gmail at punkgoespod at gmail.com. Uh, give us a star rating somewhere. I think Apple. I don't know. Yeah, we're on Apple. <laughs> I forget that we're on Apple, but we're on Apple. Yeah, tell your friends, tell your mum, tell your dad. Tell your neighbour. Yeah. If you, if you have a good relationship with your neighbour, good on you. Or if you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if you, if you hate your neighbour, <laughs> yeah. this is the perfect punishment for them. Exactly. Is listening to me going around and around in circles. And I'm looking at a bicycle tyre at the moment, so that's why I'm getting that idea. Cool. Well, your sigh means goodbye. Good sigh. Good sigh. <laughs> <laughs>